Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. A bull, an animal known to most as a stalwart of toughness and resilience. As anyone who has tried to move a stubborn animal can tell you, it's no easy task. Master storyteller Jonathan Crook joins us to discuss the Hudson Valley tale of a farmer, a bull and a hill, in the Bull of Bull Hill. Now once upon a time, the Hudson Highlands proved a daunting place to settle. Well, folks in the 1600s settled a little bit south in Peekskill and north in New Paltz, but oh, they avoided those rugged, forlorn, uh, rolling hills of the Highlands. Until a fellow by the name of Thomas Davenport and his wife and their 12 children showed up in 1727. They, they carved out a little homestead, put in a garden, planted apple and, and uh, peach trees, and were, were not too far from a little cold spring bubbling up along the shores of the Hudson where, where sloops would stop to refresh themselves. Well, things seemed to be going well. The Davenports had sheep and, and, and beef cows, but then, of course, they needed a bull to help with the cows and the plowing. So Hannah says, uh, well, Thomas, you've got to get a, a bull suitable for this wild terrain. So down he went to the Hudson into one of the marketplaces, and he comes back with this 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 big, brawling kind of a creature with, with horns long enough for a couple of his kids to perch. And... At first, the bull seemed content in the little pasture where it had been fenced. It would be let out now and then to sire the cows or to plow about in the field, and all, all went well until, after a time, uh, the kids reported, Father, the bull, it's, it's broken out. It's way up on the hill above us here at a, at a cloud rest. And they gazed up, and indeed where low clouds would catch their bellies on the top of one of these highlands rising up precipitously from the Hudson, there sat not just the misty formation, but the brawling bull. Well, grab your pots and pans and drive it down. And the kids obliged. They walked up the steep mountain, worried about, oh, the wolves and the bears and the rattlesnakes and, no doubt, the wild cats that there once frequented. And they eluded all of them, but the bull, even with the kids clattering their pots and pans, eluded them. The kids came running down the bull. It ran, ran off onto the next ridge. Well, where is it? Well, come, we'll show you. So Davenport grabbed his musket and intending to fire a warning shot to bring the bull back down, and they gazed out from the cloud rest and spied the bull sitting upon a rocky formation once known as either the Turk's Head or St. Anthony's Face. The latter proved more popular because folks sailing on sloops would often call out to the patron saint of lost causes, St. Anthony, with words of thanks after getting themselves navigated through those imp-infested highlands. Well, here sat the bull with its great horns on this rocky shape carved by nature, defiant. Well, they banged their pots, clanged their pans, fired the musket, and thought, well, the bull only has one real place to go. It's going to have to come with us back down to its, its little pen. But the bull had other ideas, 
and it took a drastic, dramatic leap and gave a snort as it plummeted hundreds of feet off of the good saint's rocky face. Perhaps it had figured its cause was lost, so this was the only way it had to gain its freedom. And the family heard a crack. They gazed down below and saw the bull had broken its neck. But its snort echoed throughout those Hudson Highlands. And the twelve kids in Davenport and his wife, Sombered, returned to their homestead on the Hudson near the cold spring. And they declared the mountain where that bull first hid to be known as, well, Bull Hill. And where the bull broke its neck, they thought, hmm, what can we call this place? Uh, oh, how about Breakneck Ridge? And though uh, a fellow by the name of Nathaniel Parker Willis tried to change the name to Mount Taurus and all, the names still remain. And the hundreds of hikers who uh, clamber up Breakneck Ridge weekends now uh, may sometimes hear that, that bull's snort echoing, reverberating through the highlands, for it remains even to this day a kind of protective spirit over those rugged and majestic hills of the Hudson Highlands. And this is just one of many tales from the Hudson Highlands above Cold Spring. This one seems like it's just a, uh, he's a guardian, like you said, he yes. he overwatches, but so he's not so much a uh, a ghost who haunts any certain area. No, he he doesn't really, and it's really just. Um, I mean, it, the the bull giving a snort could be the reverberating thunder that you yeah. uh, occasionally get, even when there's no imminent rain. You'll hear echoing there, and you know. So the bull kind of has this uh, element of freedom about it, really. Of uh, rather than being penned up in the highlands, you you want to. You know, uh, like the bull at times just jump into the air and fly hmm. over it. And even though they're 50, 60 miles north of the city on a clear day, you can see New York sparkling like the emerald uh, city of Oz there in the distance. When uh, bulls fly. <laughs> when bulls fly, yeah, that's kind of uh, the uh, Hudson River twist on that old line. So the bull symbolizes this style of freedom that, you know, he'd rather be, as you said, you know, jump to his death, then he would be locked up in a pen. But I, what I find interesting is that instead of being angry or, you know, calling the bull dumb, people honored the bull by naming the hill after him. Yeah, it's it is curious, and it is a bit of an honorific to to name it after that this this incident with the bull. Of course, the genesis, the seed of the the story could just be that the bull kind of wandered off and got lost and then it slipped and fell and they found it down at the bottom of the ravine by the river where it had broken its neck. However, it it really speaks to the highlands when you look at how how stunningly beautiful they are that you 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 could imagine the bull then taking this flying final leap to, you know, a different destiny than it would have faced being penned up. So that really is uh at the at the heart of the story, uh, if not exactly in the facts. 
what caused the bull to jump more than anything, it seemed like it was free will than a gunshot. But yes. So, but what you said before is possibly they just found him instead of you know being there trying to encourage him down. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is, do you think this one is a tale that's a little bit more of a, uh, I guess a, a fantasy, meaning like what people envisioned happened or something that's a little bit more based in reality i think it's again the reality is basically the bull wandered off and got and yeah. broke its neck but the uh even though it's a fantasy that it may have had free will and 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 chose some some fate to to free itself from its uh, uh harsh existence there is truth in that fantasy and that in that spirit of the bull again taking a flying leap and I feel that's what reflects the uh, unique lore of the of our Hudson River. Right, it's it's a a really great parallel to sort of the human experience. Yeah, when you and now um, that hike at Breakneck Ridge has, I think, by some accounts, is one of the top ten most popular hikes in the entire United States. On any given weekend, you'll find hundreds of cars and literally. You know, a few thousand people hiking up there, you know, to enjoy this this wonderful vista and liberation, you know, escaping from New York and all of that. <laughs> so all of that's uh, a part, you know, reflected in the, the, the genesis of this little little tale. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the Lights On is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to wamc.org. 